DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents The Contemplation to Attain the Love of God, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, a religious community dedicated to retreats and spiritual formation according to the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. He is featured on several series found on the Eternal Word television network. He's also the author of numerous books on the spiritual teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, all published by the Crossroads Publishing Company. We now begin part one of this special presentation. We are going to look at an exercise of prayer which St. Ignatius places at the conclusion of his spiritual exercises, and which he entitles Contemplation to Attain the Love of God. Now, like other elements in the exercises that we could look at, for example, the rules for discernment and other things, they have their original setting in the spiritual journey of the Ignatian spiritual exercises, that retreat. But because of their richness, they can also be fruitful outside of that original context and in daily life. And so that's what we're going to do here. For some of us, this may be a first introduction to praying with the spiritual exercises and perhaps would awaken an interest to know more about them. For others of us who have experience of the exercises, this will be a return to and a renewal in some way of an exercise of prayer already already done in the course of the retreat. In any case, however, it's hard to think of a richer theme for prayer than we find in this exercise, contemplation to attain the love of God, which is the great commandment, which is the very nature of God, and therefore leads us very directly to the heart of our whole relationship with God. So I'm just going to briefly speak about the exercise, just to present it, and then we will offer it to you for your prayer. Now Ignatius introduces this prayer by inviting us to consider two notes or qualities of love, because these will run through and will uh, inform everything that takes place in the exercise to follow. And the first is that love, he says, ought to manifest itself more in deeds than in words. Now, love needs both. Love does need words. And we know how precious words of love said to us are, sometimes words that we'll never forget for the rest of our life. Love does need words. But as Ignatius says here, love ought to manifest itself more in what one does in relationship with the beloved than in those words, as precious as they are. So it's especially how we interact, how we relate, what we do that reveals love. And the second of these notes is that love consists in a mutual sharing, Ignatius says. So he specifies, love consists in a mutual sharing of goods. For example, the lover gives and shares with the beloved what he possesses or something of that which he has or is able to give, and vice versa, the beloved shares in the same way with the lover. Thus, if one has knowledge, he shares it with the one who does not possess it. And so also, if one has honor or riches, thus one always gives to the other. 
So this is the second quality of love that Ignatius would invite us to reflect on. Love involves a mutual sharing, a mutual giving. The one who loves wants to give as much as he can of what he has and finally what he is to the beloved. And the beloved in return wants to give as much as she has and finally what she is to the one that she loves. So those are the two qualities of love he wants us to see. It's more a matter of what we do than what we say. And love consists in a mutual sharing, a mutual giving. Now, as Ignatius generally does, when he invites us to begin to move into prayer, he provides a few very simple introductory steps that only take a short while and which ease us gently into the prayer. It's the equivalent, I suppose, of when we enter church and we walk down the aisle toward our pew and we genuflect and we get settled and then we're ready to pray. Something like that on the level of our individual prayer is what Ignatius has us do. It's brief, but it it sets the stage for the prayer that uh, gives a kind of ease of entering into it. And these preludes are very rich. Preludes is his term for these, and there are two of them. So we begin, he says, by representing the place. Where are we in this prayer? What's the setting of this prayer? How are we situated? That's the first thing Ignatius always invites us to see, which here he says is to behold myself standing in the presence of God our Lord and of his angels and saints who intercede for me. And this is a beautiful thing. So as we are about to contemplate the love of God, and please God open ourselves to receive it more deeply as we pray, the setting, the spiritual place, as it were, or space of this prayer is to see ourselves, however we imagine this, in the presence of God and all the angels and the communion of saints. And all of them, these angels and saints, are interceding for me. They know me, they love me, they're my brothers and sisters in the communion of the saints. And they long with great eagerness that the grace that I am seeking as I pray be poured out upon me. So the person at prayer might in some way, just pause to become aware of being in the ineffable and endlessly loving presence of God. Maybe just to see Jesus and the gaze of love in his eyes, or the Holy Trinity in some way. And then the angels, the richness and profusion of the angels who surround the Trinity with such love, And then the saints, and there may be saints that are special to us that we might want to become aware of in a special way. St. Therese, St. John Paul II, and any saint who might be uh, special to us. And just for a moment, just to live in that space of the communion of the saints and the richness of this love and intercession that envelops me as I pray. Then the second prelude is to ask for the grace that we're seeking in this exercise of prayer. We always do that. There's something that, why do we pray? There's a desire. There's something in our hearts that we want, that we're seeking. And we ask for that. We ask for that grace as we begin the prayer. And so Ignatius says, the grace is this. Here it will be to ask for an intimate knowledge of the many blessings received, that filled with gratitude for all, 
I may in all things love and serve the Divine Majesty. Which is a very rich and packed description of a grace. So here we're asking for intimate knowledge of the many blessings received. Not just abstract or from a distance knowledge, speculative in some sense, but intimate knowledge. The way one person knows another person through living in common, through sharing life the way friends or spouses or family members get to know each other. And intimate knowledge of what? Of the many blessings received. That's the focus of this prayer. That's what we're looking at. The endless, ongoing, continual ways in which God is pouring out blessings, gifts of love upon us. And we ask for an intimate, in-the-flesh, heart-level knowledge of these many blessings. And why do we ask for that? so that, filled with gratitude for all, I may in all things love and serve the Divine Majesty. Because what will happen as an awareness of how endlessly and richly God pours out blessings upon us, as that awareness grows within us, the corresponding gratitude will well up in our hearts, so that, filled with gratitude for all, and then that gratitude will move us to live in a certain way that filled with gratitude for all, I may in all things, all things, because I've seen God's blessings in all things around me, in all things, uh, preparing breakfast, driving to work, helping a child, a time of prayer, going to the doctor for help with a physical issue. So that, filled with gratitude, I may in all things love and serve the Divine Majesty. Love and serve God. We may have heard this phrase, this classic Ignatian phrase of finding God in all things. And here we can see something of the roots of it. As an awareness of how blessed we are by God and how loved we are by God concretely. Because as Ignatius has said, love is more a matter of what we do than what we say. This is what God is endlessly doing for us. And then because love is a mutual sharing, a desire to respond wells up within us. And that response is described here as in all things, loving and serving the divine majesty. So intimate knowledge of the blessings received so that gratitude will grow in my heart so that I will increasingly love and serve God in all that I do in my life. I want to quote a simple thing from one of the depositions that was given in the cause of beatification and canonization of St. Therese. And this was her sister, Celine, who was the one who was very close to her and later joined her in the Carmel. And in her deposition, Celine uh, says this, Among her duties to God, the servant of God, because servant of God, because that's what she was at the time, and this was the deposition that led to her beatification. Among her duties to God, the servant of God attached particular importance to gratitude for favors received, which is really interesting of, of the the intensity with which Therese loved the Lord and lived her relationship to God in the smallest of all things, even she attached particular importance to gratitude. It's just good for us just to think about that. To gratitude for favors received. She said to me, Gratitude is the thing that brings us the most grace. I have learned this from experience. Try it and you will see. I am content with whatever God gives me 
and I show him this in a thousand little ways. Let's hear that again. Gratitude is the thing that brings us the most grace. I have learned this from experience. Try it and you will see. And you can almost hear Ignatius not agreement to this because that gratitude is the key focus of this entire prayer. Sometimes we ask ourselves, or we, we say to ourselves, I don't feel like I love God enough. And I don't know how to grow in the love of God. Is there a way? How can I proceed to grow in the love of God? And let's hear Therese. Gratitude is the thing that brings us the most grace. I have learned this from experience. Try it and you will see. In some sense, that's Ignatius' invitation. Try it. Enter into this prayer and you will see. We'll return to The Contemplation to Attain the Love of God with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, Father Mauritius Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from Inside the Pages, can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. A Prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to The Contemplation to Attain the Love of God with Father Timothy Gallagher. Having uh, prepared us now to enter into the prayer, we plunge right into it. And Ignatius articulates the prayer according to a series of considerations, and there are four of them. He calls them points. And so what we'll do is 
just uh, break open a bit his text in which he presents each of these points for prayer. So having prepared us to pray, what he's doing now is saying, focus on this in your prayer, and here's a way to do it, and here's where it can lead. So it's it's just very practical now. There's nothing speculative at all about this. This is geared toward, it's an exercise geared to helping us enter into prayer. So the first point, Ignatius says, is to call to mind the blessings of creation and redemption and the special favors I have received. Now that's one sentence, but that's endless. So there are three things Ignatius is inviting us to consider, to take time to open our hearts to to see again, to remember, to recall, as we pray this first point in this contemplation. So Ignatius says to call to mind the blessings of creation. And what we could do at this point is just stop to look back over our lives and just let a sense of how, in such a multifaceted way, creation has blessed me over the years of my life. So we could think, for example, of the place where we were raised, uh, the home, the landscapes, the, uh, the, the hills, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, um, all the beauties of nature that have surrounded us and been such a, a blessed part of our life, the profusion of the, of the plant and animal kingdoms that surround us, the food that we've eaten, the clothing that we've worn, places that are dear to us, that we go to, that lift our hearts, maybe places in nature, uh, maybe times on vacation when we've seen the beauties of mountains or, or waters. And just let a whole sense of how God has blessed us, and I've only mentioned a few things here, this, this is endless. Let a whole sense of how God has blessed us through creation arise within our hearts. And I would do this without hurry. There's no agenda here th- th- to be completed within a given amount of time. Uh, sometimes even in the retreat when there's time, people will take several days you know, to pray through this. And I think if our hearts feel drawn anywhere, it's much more fruitful in prayer just to stay there as long as we feel drawn, rather than to feel somehow that uh, we will be praying better if we're moving more rapidly through things. Ignatius says in his exercises of this kind of prayer that it's not much knowing that fills and satisfies the soul but the, the feeling and the tasting of things interiorly, which means unhurried prayer, allowing the heart all the time it needs and wants. So firstly, Ignatius says to consider the blessings of creation, remembering that love is more a matter of what one does than what one says, and that God has done all this for me. And then redemption, the blessings of redemption. And here too, this is as endless as the entire history of salvation. So at this point, we might, in our mind's eye, just go back to the book of Genesis and how from all eternity God decides at a given time to create the world. And you have the seven days of creation and the richness, increasing richness of creation as God creates the earth and then the plants and the animals and finally the first human persons. The original sin and the fall and the immediate promise of redemption and the slow preparation of that down through the centuries. The, the patriarchs, 
Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the, the Exodus, Moses, the journey through the desert, the promised land, Joshua, the judges, whenever the people would fall away, endlessly patient, God sends a judge to bring them back. The prophets, down through the centuries, Isaiah, Jeremiah, the exile and the return, and the moment of the New Testament of the Incarnation now arrives, the angel Gabriel and Mary in Nazareth, God having come into the world, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The life of Jesus, those 30 years in Nazareth, the years of his public ministry, and the culminating moment of his death and resurrection, the birth of the church, the sending of the spirits, the spirit upon the apostles, the expansion of the church, the desert fathers, the church fathers, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Bonaventure, and down through to our own time, the endless pouring out of gifts of love, the sacraments that have meant so much in our lives, our own baptism and the Eucharist, which is so precious to us in our life, the church to which we belong, uh, the scriptures. And again, this can expand in endlessly personal ways as we look at the whole richness of redemption, of God's work, which fills the whole of human history. Um, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. And again, we remember that love is more a matter of what one does than one, what one says. And love is a mutual sharing. If God has done so much for me, how will I respond? And then thirdly, Ignatius invites us to call to mind the special favors I have received. And this too can, can expand very widely and deeply. You know, we're all familiar with uh, St. Therese's story of a soul, in which she tells the story of God's graces to her and God's mercy and love to her. We all have a story of a soul. Um, and in this third point, what we do in a way is we slow down to let the Lord tell us that story. However we want to do this, we may find ourselves telling the story to God, but it's ultimately his story to us. And so here we could stop and just consider the, the providence that down through the centuries prepared the meeting of our parents so that we would be born. And just even that, you know, all that led through generations to the, to the actual meeting and marriage of our parents so that we would be born. The providence at work that we would be born in this family and in this setting and be given the faith, perhaps um, right from birth, perhaps later in our lives, whatever circumstances, God, the love of God in providing education for us, the teachers we've had who have meant so much to us, and perhaps different priests or figures in the church who have inspired us, have taught us, have instructed us in the faith, have led us closer to God. Again, the place of the sacraments, our first communion, our confirmation, and perhaps later our marriage or religious profession, ordination to the priesthood, and the repetition of these sacraments of penance and the Eucharist. 
the people that God caused us to meet, the turns that God caused us, our life to take that were redemptive for us and led us in ways that brought us to him. Sometimes uh, when I've finished a retreat, I will finish it with this exercise. And I come to this particular point and linger on it, just seeing again the whole of that history. And Therese says to her sister, gratitude is the thing that brings us the most grace. Try it and you will see. Intimate knowledge of the blessings received, the many blessings received, Ignatius says, so that filled with gratitude, I may in all things love and serve the Lord. So I would not hurry through this point either. If we look at the Old Testament, look at the Psalms, for example, many of them are just Israel remembering remembering what God has done for them through the patriarchs and the exodus and down through their history. There's a great richness and blessing in this. And again, I remember that love is more a matter of what one does than one says. And this is what God has done for me unceasingly. Now, having considered these various um, ways in which God has done so much for us and has loved us so deeply, Ignatius says, I will ponder with great affection, and so my heart now is engaged in this, how much I will ponder with much affection how much God our Lord has done for me, and how much he has given me of what he possesses, and finally, how much, as far as he can, the same Lord desires to give himself to me according to his divine decrees. Then I will reflect upon myself and consider, according to all reason and justice, if someone did this much for us, even if our hearts were not warmed with affection and love for this person, just simple reason and justice would say that we would need to make some return. So Ignatius says, uh, I will consider, according to all reason and justice, what I ought to offer the divine majesty, that is, all I possess and myself with it. Thus, as one would do who is moved by a great feeling, so there's much more now going on than simple thinking and reasoning about things, but this is a heart that is warmed with a deep sense of gratitude and wants in some way to correspond to this. Being moved in this way, I will make this offering of myself. And this is the setting of Ignatius' famous Sushipe prayer. Sushipe taken from the first word in the Latin, take and receive. And this is our response, which puts into words for us the desire of a heart that now sees itself so deeply, deeply, deeply loved and longs to correspond in some way. And these are words so that at this point, the person praying unhurriedly now would pray this prayer. Take Lord and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, that is my whole interior world, and all that I have and possess, and everything that I have in this life. I realize now that everything that I have you've given to me. Love moves me to want to respond with the same kind of totality. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, I return it. All is yours. Dispose of it wholly according to your will. This is the person now who is completely available to the one who loves, with a capital L. Uh, 
All is yours. Dispose of it wholly according to your will. Give me your love and your grace, for this is sufficient for me. This concludes part one of this special presentation, The Contemplation to Attain the Love of God with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a special presentation. This has been a special presentation in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us for the concluding episode of The Contemplation to Attain the Love of God with Father Timothy Gallagher.